Hey, hey, Jesse. How's it going? It is going. The more important question is, how's it going with you? It's uh, it's good to be home. Well, we're glad to have you, especially under these circumstances where everything came out in a positive way. Isn't it crazy uh, how could, it all... It is insane. It is blessed. It is definitely a miracle from God that this happened. And yeah. I firmly believe that as well as most everybody else. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so what was it? May 4th. And we had a, a podcast scheduled That's that, right. that afternoon mm-hmm. uh, for High Note. And uh, we were going to kick off season two, I believe. This is the first yes. episode of season two. Yes. Let's well, just, I believe we're going to call it that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, my daughter didn't wake up. That was just went to bed the night before she had like a, she had symptoms of like a stomach virus, mm-hmm. but nothing to the point where, you know, you would think she would, it's a liver failure. Right. That, that wouldn't, that doesn't even phase your mind. And well, so, I, 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 how could it? I mean, it could be so many variables, but I know you guys didn't think of anything that serious that, I mean, no, um, we thought that she was dehydrated, yeah. you know, but she wouldn't wake up and then. We called 911. It's the first time we ever called 911. And uh, they got Man. to the house really quick. They uh, checked her out. They said, yep, she needs to get in the truck. So they put her in the truck, and her blood sugar was at 25. Uh, I don't know what that means because I'm not diabetic. Well, my wife knows. And so uh, she, they, they gave her a, a medicine that shot it way up, and then she started responding, but she was very out of it and just didn't make sense. I kept thinking she was seizing. Was she... Was she uh, babbling or just kind of not making any sense with her um, words or a lot of uh, or disoriented I, very disoriented i remember her just i remember her like yelling out no no like you know, oh really yeah i remember there was one time she kept saying oh my gosh and that's all she can get out it was really weird that was at Ocean springs hospital when we got there and that's a strange thing it wasn't making any sense and so they did some labs and they thought it was something gestation gestational or whatever so they, they yeah. did an mri of her midsection and saw her enzymes in the liver and said your yeah, liver enzymes pretty high let's send her to usa so yeah. get an ambulance go to usa two hour drive get there they, they do one lab and see that she's in complete liver failure oh my god so i just i, I bought some burgers and fries because we, we hadn't eaten all day and i was like okay so maybe this is gestational maybe she's dehydrated they're gonna pump her full of fluids it's gonna be fine i go get some food and right when i step upstairs like the gi doctor walks in he goes yeah i don't know why they sent her here because we don't have a liver transplant team i'm like liver transplant he goes yeah she needs liver oh my gosh so what do you mean he goes yeah her enzymes that's I, I how you found out was yeah. just cold and I, and I didn't i remember dropping the bags of burgers and fries and i just kind of looked at the guy like almost like kind of bowed up at him like what do you mean like what, right what is, what is, this is, i can see understand that that's, reaction that's, and he goes uh yeah she's in a complete liver failure right now i didn't realize now i know how to read like medical labs and stuff like it's really cool like how much you learn in this process but she, uh, your liver enzyme is supposed to be in the 25s, maybe 30s. Hers was in the 5,000s. Good gosh. It was bad. And so she, she, she was yellow. And so the reason why she wasn't making sense is because her body was full of ammonia. So the liver was putting out ammonia. So imagine if you, and this might be totally wrong, but this is the kind of way that somebody described it. But they're like, imagine if you drink a lot and you have a bad, bad hangover and there's nothing to fix it. And actually the liver is putting the poison in, inside your body. It's coming from your liver. Wow. And it's around your brain. It's around everything. So- it was very uh, eye-opening. So yeah. we, they say, hey, we don't, we're not going to put in another ambulance because she needs to be hooked up. Airlifted. To, she needs to be airlifted. So they airlifted her from the USA Mobile to Oshner's. We get to Oshner's. They hook her up to dialysis. A day later, they hook her up to dialysis. They were going to try to see if they could save a liver, but it was just, it was shot. 
Wow. And uh, and then after that, uh, a couple of days went by, you know, and they wanted a lister. And I was like, lister for what? A new liver. And then I remember there was this thing called the Pelt score. Anybody who's ever gone through a transplant understands this. I, I, I remember we, the day two we sat down with John, our, uh, our coordinator, transplant coordinator, and I, she said, well, her Pell score is a 24. So what does that mean? She goes, and there's different brackets, yeah. which means it's like the severity of your condition. Right. And then the higher you are, the, the higher you go on the list. Yes. Well, adults, I believe, is MELD score, pediatrics, Pell score. And so she uh, scored a 24, which is, it's it's like, it's something to 20. It's like, let's say one in 10. One, you know, I'm, this is totally wrong, but what I'm saying is like one to something and then something to something. And then right. it was like something to 24. Right. And then the next number is 25 plus, which shows that's the worst of the worst. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her and said, so how many times, so my wife was really clinging on to the fact that we could save a liver. We don't have to do this transplant thing. Right. And she said, I said, I, I asked her and it was kind of I'm glad I asked this because I don't know where this came from. I'm not this clever, but I was like, how many times has anybody scored a 24 and not needed liver transplant? She's like, never. And that's when I was like, okay, we're going to do That's when this. you knew. And the next morning they walked in and said, hey, Mr. Hill, she needs a new liver. You need to sign here. And I'm like, can she have some of mine? He goes, we don't have that time, sir. She knew you need to sign here. He goes, wow. doing nothing is a lot worse than trying this. And I was like, okay. So I signed. He said, we can make this a quick process. I'm going to make a couple calls. We're going to do some research. And what it is is she was status 1A, which is critical, very critical. And I, I, I didn't know this at the time. I learned a lot about this afterwards because I asked the doctors, like, how close, you know, how far gone were we? And they said, well, status 1A, you know, a survival rate without a transplant as a couple hours to four to five days. She received it on the fourth day, wow. four and a half days. She was close. And so the timing of everything, you're talking about medical doctors, surgeons, scientists, all these people watching something and, and they can't explain the, the, the I would, this is a word, the divinity of the timing. If that makes any sense. It does make perfect sense. It's like they don't, they couldn't make it. The timing couldn't have been, they any were, any better as far as saving her yeah the, the i mean that's that's kind of i said it in a wrong way but you know i mean it's like it's it I it was it was I, it was two out bottom of the ninth yeah and, well, and, like even with like ocean springs sending us to usa which is wasn't the right call because we should have gone to auctions even right. that pilot was like why didn't they call us but I can't complain about that because look where we're at now. It's like the victory was there. Right. So somewhere along that line, if they did not send us to USA, who knows? Right. You know, it, it, yeah. We might've gotten the Austin's quicker or we might've totally missed the ball. I don't know. Right. So I won't point, I won't ever look back and say this was wrong. This was wrong because of where she's at now to where she's home two yes. and a half months later, two and a half. Yeah. It was May yeah. 4th. It's July 15th today. So no July. What is it? Jesus. The 18th. Oh gosh. Yeah, it is the 18th. 18th. Yeah. Yes, because there is a form that has to be turned tomorrow from a doctor. That's why the 19th. So I have learned a lot from this process. I, I, I bet. I mean. And that was a big, that was layman's terms of everything. It's, it goes a lot deeper, but now like it's opened my mind. Yes. And circling back to high note podcast music, like, like I was sitting back figuring out like, what am I going to do? Like, how can I keep working? There was many times before I was working 70, 80 hours a week with Hilltree, which I built and I love that. I love that company, yes. but it's like, you know, music, I can make a really good living singing 13, 14 hours a week and be home with my kids a lot. So, yeah. I'm so your priorities have, oh, have changed. Completely. I mean, uh, what was important 
still may hold a little bit, but not near as other things. Certainly mm-hmm. not family and Many your daughter. Many times Mia would come up to me and say, hey, Dad, can we dance? Hey, Dad, can we, uh, can we play a game? And I'm in my computer. I'm like, not right now, honey, not right now. Like, and I can't tell you how many times I did that. And I've heard all the old timers say, hey, you know, cherish these years. They're going to go by fast. But when you're in the thick of the hustle of trying to make money and trying to make a living and, and repair house, you know, all this right. stuff, you kind of lose sight of that until like God stops you right. This whole entire thing stops you right in a track. And it's like, all right, now it's time to reevaluate your life as your daughter clings on to life. And it's like, right. Okay. I'm listening. You got my attention. Right. And then, uh, well, in, in, in a, in an odd way, a very odd way this was a blessing in i mean finding good things about the ultimate oh yeah you know result but it was a good thing for as a father and a husband to realize ah i can do that later but dancing with my daughter or this oh yeah every minute every chance my deadlines have totally extended across the board and that's okay i used to break myself like i would say yes to a lot of things i would break my back trying to make sure i hit these deadlines and make i was it's all about like what's your worth your worth is you know how some people say it's how much money you have or how many uh, jobs you have or how many phone calls you get in a day like people think that being busy is your worth and it's not right anybody who's in that hustle who's kind of questioning like hey you know i should play you know nine gigs a week yeah don't not if you have a family Right. If you have family, like, and especially like if you're in your later years and your family's grown up and stuff like that, you know, do the hustle. But I'm saying right. if you got those babies, yeah. cherish it because I'm learning now. It's it could go in the blink of an eye. Right. Right. Well, uh, even to a, to an extent, the the cats in the cradle, the song, the yeah, Harry yeah. Chapman song. Dad. You know, I cats mean, in the cradle and silver spoon. Right. Yeah. So that the I mean, so many people, and maybe with the podcast, maybe someone will hear it out there that's like maybe i should reevaluate things or maybe i'm well I'm, I'm trying to think of what my next mission is with all this like even the the doctor she saw my social media and i really went to social media not to exploit the medical condition of my daughter or try to gain any notoriety at all um and i think everybody knows that but of just course. in case anybody's questioning it that's definitely not it we know you but it's um i was getting text messages and calls like crazy and I was like, I can't get to them, you know, right? Because every when you're in that, especially those first two and a half days, you leave one person, and another person's like, Hi, I'm so and so, and I'm doing finances. Hi, I'm so and so, I'm the social worker. Hi, I'm so and so, I'm the psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Before you know, you haven't slept in a day and a half, and you're like, I'm a zombie, right? And then the nurses at the whole time are like, Hey, if you can't take care of yourself, you know, you need to make sure you're eating and drinking. But I'm like, I haven't had anything to eat. They're throwing water in my face, but I don't want to. I'm nauseous from what's happening it's sure and it's so fast too yeah i would i would make it equivalent almost like a car wreck i mean that not, is amazing how fast this whole the the diagnosis and the hospital and the liver i mean everything was just bam 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 that's it was like what you just said the like a, a car wreck it's like instantaneous like it just like wednesday she was showing symptoms of a little virus and then thursday didn't wake up we got in you know, called 911. Yeah. We got two ambulances, uh, one helicopter wow. ride. And then after three hospitals later, we landed and they were like, all in the same night. Yeah, she's in liver failure. I'm like, what a day. Wow. May 4th, yeah, what a day. May 4th will be one of those days like, I will remember for the rest of my life. Sure you will. You know, and so anyways, it's it's a big, big reality check for somebody like me. And yeah. so in a good way, and I, I keep thinking like the doctor was like talking to me. It's like, you know, what do you see yourself doing after this? Like, 
you know, a lot of our parents go into uh, advocacy and things like that. And I'm definitely wanting to push for organ donorship. Uh, if it's, it's donorship a word? I'm just going to yeah. say it. Yeah. Organ donorship, yeah. blood donorship, because that saved her life. She used mm-hmm. like six, seven units of blood, which is a lot, and then received half a split liver. So it was an adult. It was, it was a, from what I know, it was a teenager, a healthy mm-hmm. teenager. So she got the, the small lobes that fit mm-hmm. her body. Um, you know, this person passed away, of course, and we mm-hmm. won't know who really, who that is. We're going to be able to write to them, the family within a year. Mm-hmm. So like after a year passes, we can submit a letter yes. and maybe we can meet, maybe we can't, you know, it depends. Yes. They're very. Well, they're part very, of their child is alive in your daughter. And probably not just her. If they were an organ donor, you're talking That's, about heart, you're talking about lungs, you're talking about kidneys. You're right. Yeah. Um, and what's crazy too, like we live this life of, and it's, it's a good thing and joy and everyday things, general talk, how's the weather, things like that. But when you're in a place like that, the curtain behind that curtain that we don't see every day. Yeah. I would say it's equivalent to like probably what cops and firefighters and, and first responders go through. But like in that hospital, especially in a place like Oshner's, like I'm running into parents who are watching their kids with very deadly cancers. They've oh been there God. for months. And I'm talking mm. to these people in the elevator. And I'm seeing their face for the third or fourth time. We start talking. Right. So, uh, you know, what are you here for? And I'm right. like, well, my daughter just had a massive, it's called acute liver failure. So acute means sudden. So, uh, she's in a, you know, acute liver failure and they listed her and she just got a new liver and we've been here for four days. And we found out about this four days ago and they're like, Oh wow. So what are you here for? Well, my son, you know, he's been here since Thanksgiving and you know, oh he's God. got, he's got a very deadly cancer. And, and I was like, have you gone public with this? She goes, no, I haven't wrapped my brain around that. I'm losing my baby. Like this is, this is the conversations right. I was having. And I'm like, and this is all over there. You right. know, now there's a lot of victory stories like Mia. Like, yes. It's not all doom and gloom. It's scary, but it's not all doom and gloom. But there are those stories where you're like, you know, what is, what, what, what are we doing with life? Like mm-hmm. why, why do we wake up in the morning and what kind of purpose are we serving? And to me, it's like, that's, I want to find a purpose. So I talked to the doctor and she was really big with videography and she was like, we need somebody to tell these stories because a lot of people don't know it and like talking about transplant stories. Right. And so, and you're uh, right. I, I don't know much about any of this because I had no idea. It doesn't come across the waves, you know, the yeah. airwaves or anything that often. So, and liver, liver transplants are rare. Like there's like, from what I see, this could be wrong, but I remember the doctor telling me about 500 a year in the nation. Unbelievable. But hers is a lot more rare because that's chronic illness leading to that liver transplant. Mm-hmm. Hers was um, acute, so it's just right. fine one day, not the next. That's what got me. Is like, I mean, I you you would text me and bless yeah. your heart. You t- you said something uh, to paraphrase is like, um, hey, I'm not going to be able to do the podcast today. My daughter didn't was unresponsive, or you said something to that effect. I'm actually going to look up the. Oh, message. there you go. That's, and that's... and I, I'm like, oh, this means, I mean, in the scheme of things, in the scheme of life literally life and death this is nothing so yeah well let's see yeah, i said yeah. hey bad news had to rush my daughter in the ambulance this morning she was unresponsive uh-huh. we're heading to the children's hospital mobile still lethargic and not doing good not sure what's going on all in all can't do podcasts today sorry for late for, for, sorry for late notice <laughs> you're like oh no she's in my prayers keep me posted yeah uh, and then you were like hey man don't mean to bother you how's she doing I could tell <laughs> right you right were like well Lori and i were very concerned like everybody else and yeah. i know the out 
the outpouring of of people, you know, who, who how care. Cool. How it, cool is that? It is something to be seen, yes. Like, yes. And I keep thinking, like, if it was me or you, yeah. our families, our friends, they'd be sad. Right. But when you see a five-year-old sitting there. Oh, yes. And just, be, and I didn't mean to document the way it did. I'm glad I did because I would have forgotten a lot of things. Right. But that was to let everybody know the status of her. Right, so many right. And, and everyone was thankful. We were all thankful. Okay. It, like, we had a vested interest in her, not just because uh, she's a human being, uh, which we should all care for, but but also because of the, the closeness with you or others that have had similar uh, mm-hmm. circumstance happen or people that are just so compassionate, and there's so many of them out there. I mean, there was, thing, something like this, maybe you won't totally realize it, but it certainly will come in your face and go, wow, this is mankind. There was a lot of people reaching out to me who went through. Like, so it's almost like, so my, Steph and I, we went through a, a couple of miscarriages. And so when you feel so lonely, but that's a very, you know, a lot of women go through miscarriages. So we yes. had a lot of people come and comfort her and talk to her and yes. it's like a whole there's a society of women that don't talk about it that much but when this happens they're like hey we've been there we've done that how can we help yes so this was you know this is very rare and so you feel pretty alone i'm like you know i'm talking to nurses like how many liver transplants like we've done a few you know it's like yeah it's not like all the time and uh but then what would happen is i've started documenting this on facebook and these families were like hey i had a five-year-old son um who had a liver transplant and now he's 12 call me with any questions um, and I had a lot of the stories one time it was right after surgery. Okay. We got the new liver. We're excited. Right. Oh no. Where's did her lung collapse? Is it full of fluid? Is there fluid around it? Like we, they did the x-ray and one side was just totally white and the other side was, you could see the air. And so they, you could tell they were worried about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, shoot. So here's our next trial. Mm-hmm. And so that's me and Stephanie are, it's just a roller coaster. And so a lady named Amy visits comes and says she texts me says hey i'm at the hospital uh my son he is at liver clinic today you're going to be used to that but if you have any questions let me know i was like yes let's talk that's she actually walked across the street and she's like oh yeah we went through that liver i mean the uh the lungs you know it's Mm -hmm. after the surgery it fills up they they'll do all this stuff and it just brought me calmness and so that was like the first face of a lady who's walked this journey and i'm like right like almost kind of like a celebrity in my face like sure you've been through this it's very, very valuable information that's, that you're holding for us right now. Like, and she poured it out to us and, and there's, it, that's, that's the thing. Now me and Stephanie are in that position where we're going to be seeking stories out like this, especially locally to be like, Hey, how can we help? How can we let you know what we went through? Yeah. And, uh, man, what a journey this girl's been on. What a, what a journey my wife's been on. She's strong. All of you. Dude, All of I you. was a baby. <laughs> well, we like, expect that from you. Oh my gosh. Like when those doctors came in, these right when the, how could you not? I mean, I would have been the same way. Right when we were meeting the doctors, like I would pull my phone up with that picture of her that had the sunset behind her. And I like, she was covering wires and all this stuff. And I was like, y'all, this is her. Like, she's not just this per this, this random person under this bed. Like this is her. And they, they printed that picture out and put it right above her. So everybody who walked in, they could see her. Oh, neat. it was, it was cool. They, yeah. these people, care that's what's crazy too like you think sometimes you'll you take your job for granted like it's a job and like as musicians i would just say like you know well sometimes we'll get in a zone and we're kind of like on autopilot we'll just kind of do our thing but but like you don't want your nurses and them to do that either you want them to, right you want them to be well like, it's a little bit different it's a little different <laughs> yeah we but, don't hold the balance of life in our hands uh, and there was one 
many of those nurses are like mad scientists, like, okay, her blood pressure's way up. Let's give her some of this up. Well, it's going down, which her breathing's slowing down. Let's give her some more oxygen. It's going back up and just watching them pull these levers and put the, isn't that great that the technology is there where, I mean, 60, 50, 60, 70 years ago, Mm -mm. you know, and probably the the mortality rate was higher than it is now because of such things. Of course, I know I'm probably being redundant in saying this, but I mean, it's like, yeah, I want that guy sitting at the desk, you know, pulling the levers and, 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 and thank God that you can have that technology right there. That's mind blowing. That's amazing to me. And they tested her for, cause it was so sudden they tested her for poison. Did she get into something? Did she oh yeah. Drink a whole yeah thing right. Or a, a bad fruit or anything like that. And in my mind, I'm sitting there like, okay, did she get into some kind of poison? And my bad father, like, what did I let happen? You know, you're going through all this stuff. And they rule that out because a lot of other organs would have been damaged. It was just the liver. And then uh, they did genetic testing. because they were like, okay, well, if this is a gene that you and your wife share or one of y'all share. We need to test your son because this could be. Right. So nothing there. So they narrowed it down to what they call rhinovirus. So rhinovirus is the common cold. We all get it. Everybody at preschool gets it. But for some reason it attacked her liver cells, which I didn't know was different types of cells, but liver cells, it's like, I guess, maybe the tissue. I'm not I sure. have no idea. But it attacked her liver. And so they say it's very rare, extremely rare, and it just happened to her. And that's they, they can't say the exact cause of it. And they say 60% of the time in acute liver failure, you'll never know the exact cause. Amazing. Because I had a lot of parents at preschool, like, what happened to her? Like, what does she have? Like, because they, they're worried about their kids. Sure now. they are. Yeah, this, this kid's in complete liver failure. You're you're two, three years out of COVID, so they're thinking like, okay, is there something wrong? You know, and I'm like, no. From what I hear, this is very rare. And I, I just had the thought of of you like, and and Stephanie as well, but but in this instance, you of sitting, not necessarily in the dark, but everybody's gone to bed, and you're just sitting there thinking the events over and over again, and how the time, <clears throat> excuse me, like you said, the timing. And how everything was just like a like pre-planned. Yeah, and I mean, th- does that make any sense? Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it's not, I don't mean that like being a mean thing, but like, okay, you know, God said, okay, this is this is for whatever reason the sickness is here. We're going to work with that. We're going to do this, and and don't and and it's don't worry, she's going to be fine. So so. Day three, we're leading ourselves into the, the liver transplant. We've been listed. We're waiting on liver. So Stephanie disappears. She goes into a waiting room. And that's what she's, I'll, I'll, there'll, there'll be 80 people there and I'll just start boohooing. I don't care who's looking at me, but she's the type. She'll keep her, hold it together, hold it together. She'll go find a quiet place, break down and then come back out. You know, she's that she's tough, man. That so is she, tough. So she would walk out and go into this little room that was right next to her room. And so, uh, all these people are still trying to find out, okay, you know, let's talk about this, let's talk about that. Well, finally, Stephanie was in this closet. Not it was, it was a waiting room, but it was it was no bigger than a, you know, a walk-in, a, a nice closet. And so <clears throat> she's doing all this, she's looking at all this paper and this doctor who's one of the main doctors, Dr. Fortgain, is like, "Honey, what are you doing?" And uh I was with Dr. Fortgain, so we were looking for her and she said, uh, "I'm just trying to figure out how to pay for this and how all this stuff." And she goes, "Baby, go ahead and put that down. That's not time for that. We're not going to come for your house." We'll make things work. She says, we're here. She's good hands. Don't worry about that. So that first brought her some comfort. Mm -hmm. And she asked me, she goes, you know, Stephanie was, she's like, so 
in these kind of situations, when she receives a liver, she's going to need a lot of support. Do you have a good support system? Me and Stephanie have been completely overly blessed with a good support system. Our, both of our moms are retired. Uh, there's an old, uh, there's a principal from Stephanie's old school, Lisa Williams. She calls her Lily. She's like a third grandmother. She comes over every other Wednesday just to go visit Mia. That's Me and Stephanie great. are like chop liver. Like <laughs> she wants to hang out with Mia. Um, all these, uh, my sisters, you know, and then she also has like almost like another mother through Stephanie's uh, sister. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, you know, we got a great support system. And almost to the point where we kind of feel guilty about it because there's a lot of people who live yes. here who don't have parents or family around. And so when a kid gets sick, it's all on them. But like right. if our kid gets sick and we got things to do, like we can make maneuver things. Hey, can you watch her here while I go run this air or whatever? And so uh, Stephanie started thinking about how, and like, they're like, do you have a place to stay? And like, we have Stephanie's best friend lives five minutes away from the hospital. Oh. My cousin who works at Oshner's, who's a medical sales rep, lives uh, half a city away. So um, I was like, yeah, we have a place to stay. And so Stephanie kind of clicked for her. She was quiet for like 15 seconds and we we're just like staring at her, me and this doctor. And she's like, you know, it feels like we've been overly blessed and God set all this up. And we always thought it was for us, selfishly. And she goes, no, he knew that this was going to happen. That he set all the players in place. That's what that's what that's, I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. Yes, it's yes. like to me that's eye opening. That's and that and my aunt even told me she goes, Jesse, it's rare for people. Like a lot of people have never walked with God in that sort of way. And she goes, y'all mentally, physically, spiritually, like y'all walked with them, and people saw it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, man, like that's yeah, it's crazy to to think of it that way. And how everything worked out the way it did, and all the people who were placed in me as lives, life because mm-hmm. you know now that's revealing. Yes, and that makes you a believer like that. Absolutely, you know. And so, and there's one quick story that nobody really knows except for some people who are pretty close to us. But this is one of those stories of pure terror turned into something that's a, div- a divine situation that I do want to share with a lot of people. But um, can do it on this platform. Yes, so, you can. Uh, it was day two, day two and a half, day three. I say two and a half because you got to think we're staying up till 2 a.m. And right, you're, you know, we're not sleeping. So it's not just day two, you know, nine to five. It's you're not thinking about the time of day either. I'm no, sure hospital so. time is totally different. Right. Um, we didn't see sunlight for two day, for two weeks wow. completely. It was crazy. So, um, she, we, me and Stephanie, it's two and a half days. That we're finally walking to this hotel room that's inside Oshner's, mm-hmm. and we're going to go to sleep. Our moms are in there. Stephanie's best friend, her husband are in there. So it's like, there's people watching. They have her stable. Let's just go get some shut eye. We're, we're zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So 10 minutes go by. We lay down. We're starting to fade. And Stephanie gets a text saying, hey, they're going to do a CT scan of her brain. You need to come back down here. And so we get up. I don't know what this means. I don't know. I'm so new to this. So I'm thinking CD scan, an MRI, a X-ray of your toe. I don't know what. It, I just know it's an X-ray. Right. <clears throat> so then I text my family. I said they they're doing a CT scan of her brain. Something about swelling of the brain. I'm not sure. I kept thinking, oh, they can just pull some fluid off. That's how ignorant I was. And, uh, yeah, ignorant. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't know this information. So yeah. we go downstairs. Her friend keeps together, and so we we're, we're walking in, and Mia's gone. Her bed's gone. And her, my mom and her mom are in there. She's very, they're very upset. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, what, what's going on? They say, well, they rushed in here and then they brought her to a CT scan about swelling of the brain. And so I don't know what that means, but now I know it's like one of the first stages of death. 
So I didn't know mm. that. So I'm sent, I sent my family group message and I've got a nurse who's a sister. I got a dentist who's a brother-in-law. Right. So they know what that means. And they're just like, their stomach drops. Everything stops, you know, for a lot of people. And so <clears throat> we get there and then we hear, we see this little blinking light start blinking. And then it says code, code red, fourth floor. Code oh, red, no. fourth floor. Now we're on the fourth floor. And then this nurse comes in there and she slides the door closed. And that's when it hit us. It was like game over. And I, I don't know what that means. Now my mother-in-law who's a nurse, but she's such, such shock. She has no idea. She can't decipher code red. Now, <clears throat> oh no. So we're doing this for five, six minutes. My wife is consoling my mother-in-law saying, hey, it's not Mia. She's on the first floor. They don't do x-rays up here. It can't be Mia. But in our mind, like they're doing CPR outside. They don't want to see. And then <sighs> five, six minutes later, of just that, that blinking light and that code red fourth floor. A nurse pops up and she goes, don't worry, there's no fire. And then it clicks with my mother-in-law like, okay, code red means fire. Code blue means coded. And so we're sitting there and we're just, we're just in absolute shock because you're going through pure terror mm -hmm. to pure confusion. Mm -hmm. You're like, what's going on? Right. And then 10 minutes later, they roll her back in. They're like, we it's all good. We, we, we sensed it. And the reason why they did that, they put a flashlight in her face in her eyes and when they opened her eyes they wanted to dilate well hers was looking straight down and her feet were stiff and it was like oh. and it was like a sign of swelling on the brain oh come to find out so it's like okay from the x from the ct scan she looked okay but we know something's going on and then half a day maybe a full day later she gets her liver so then i talked to the neurologist mm -hmm. a month and a half two months later and told her about this incident. I said, was she having a seizure? She goes, no, there was some swelling. There, we sent some swelling on the brain. I said, what does that mean? She goes, that's how close she was. Like, man, the timing of everything. Like the first, that was, that stage was starting. Right. And they, she got her liver on time. So talk about, talk about timing. That's what, yeah. I mean, that's what I keep thinking. And their surgery was 2 a.m. to 8 a.m. So yes. they did that. I mean, who, what doctor wants to schedule a 2 a.m. surgery? I don't think yeah. they had a choice. No. They would have waited no. a half a day later for regular business hours. Yes. We've been having a totally different conversation. Probably wouldn't be having this conversation. No, we wouldn't. I'd I'm be sure in a very dark wouldn't. place right now. Yeah. So. Wow. I know it's a lot to unload, mm -hmm. but, you know, that's what we went through. And, and the, I think what's important is to share the story and to let people know, to, to, like, I know it's, seems cliche but donating blood signing up to be an organ donor or a bone marrow donor or you know that how important it is yes because you know it saved her and it's i saw i met a kid with one of those cancers in that waiting room when i did that interview with wlox like this family at the end of the interview walked in and went, oh we're sorry and, and i started talking to her he received a kidney transplant mm. and of course he has this deadly cancer but this was a part of that procedure and so yeah. you know i think it's that's going to be my new mission is just to push it and well, to bring and to tell these stories because you were a given lot. a new mis mission I there, mean, you were there was that doctor asked you know how can we tell these stories in the most impactful way to get people to wait like open their eyes and say hey i need to give somehow right whether it's organ or blood so right wow just fantastic story yes but it doesn't really say you know as yeah. much what it really is i mean it's just it's it, it's, it is people do need to hear this story it's it's deeper but it's it's you can't 
I couldn't write this. No. You know what I mean? You can't deny it. No, you can't deny it. Mm. Yeah, I saw what I saw. I mm-hmm. witnessed what I witnessed. And, you know, it's, you know, you think, and, and coming back to general public, it's like, it was weird at first. That would have to be a strange thing. I never thought about it. So I had to, I had to film a podcast two days after getting back home here. And I have a mask on and I was filming it and I was just, I was miserable. I was like, but it wasn't there, nobody's fault. It was where my mind was. It was like, okay, we're going to talk about general things. And in my mind, like, I keep telling myself, like, does this matter? Like, why does this matter? Everything we went through, like, why, like, everything should be about, you know, there's so many people suffering and stuff. And you can't live that way because you'll, it'll you'll, kill you. You'll go crazy. It'll eat you, it'll eat you up. And right. so that told me that I, this was too soon for me to get out and start trying to work. So I took another week to kind of get my bearings. Now I've got my bearings. I feel like, Looking back, like the, the blessing, the joy of it all, the victory. That's what it was, the victory. Mm-hmm. Um, still a long road for her because she's on multiple medications and things like that. But, I mean, she's got life, man. Yeah, man. And it's like she's here. Mm-hmm. And just think about the testimony that she gets to meet people when she's eight, nine, teenager, oh, yes. adult. Like, will she be um, a nurse? Or And mm-hmm. what's cool to see her take give blood. At first, she freaked out. Now she's like... She wants to watch it. She'll she, watch the blood. And, when, and once the once she, they hit the vein, the blood shows up, she's like, she'll look at the nurse and go, <gasps> like, like, we did <laughs> like, it. Wow. You know, it's like, and me, I'm staring at it going like, oh my gosh, I can't, <laughs> I can't watch the needle go into the skin because it just, oh, I had to give blood. And that's the first thing I was like, if she can do this, I can do it. So I FaceTimed well, well, How was she before this? She was afraid of the needle oh, yeah. and all this. Yeah. They, they most children her, are, but she I mean. She got a shot. She would freak out. Yeah. She wouldn't like it. But, but now, isn't that interesting how now it's. Whether it's for the the repetition of it, she's been poked like a. That's what she calls it. It's poked. She's yeah, like, I got to get poked today. Yeah. And she's she's. Uh, if, what happens is she's okay once she gets there and everything. But like once they get really close to the arm, she kind of tenses up. Uh, and yeah. then once they once she sees the blood, she's fine. That's and I'm like interesting. And very interesting. Yeah. So maybe she might be medical when she grows up, but no. um, I don't know. But she's a testimony for sure. Wow. That that's uh, unbel- I, I I I keep saying the same thing, but it really is amazing. It's an amazing. And story. what's great to come back and actually, when all this happened, I had to cancel all my gigs for the per- next two oh. months. I was like, I called Scarlet Pearl, called I Legend. Know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you probably had to fill up all those dates. I, I filled the dates. Oh wow, yeah. it's yeah. thank you. Yeah, oh, you're welcome. And, of course. Uh, and but Scarlet Pearl and the Hotel Legends said, you know, take as much time as you need. That's great. And they said, when do you want to come back? I said, well, I'm, I'm shooting for July 1st, but I really don't know. It depends on yeah. the condition. And everything worked out to where that would work out. Um, that, yeah, well, good people. Really? They're good they, people. They, yeah. I can't, I'm forever grateful for that because now I have income coming in. I could tell you, there was a lot of people who stepped up. Uh, hey, you know, let's, I'm going to pay your mortgage for the month. I'm going to pay your electricity bill, all this stuff, so I can worry about rent and worry about medications. Just letting you know, there's a lot of money donated to the MIA Benefit Fund. I think it's important they know that it went to rent, food, travel, but also mm-hmm. it paid for three months of expensive medication so far. That's fantastic. Three full months. Yeah. And this stuff, you're talking about 12 different medications. Yeah. Um, high, uh, what is it? Uh, one's called Valcite. It's like for one, you know, 30 thing, it's like like 300 bucks a month just for that one vial. Wow. So everything that, and we set it up that way because right at first people were throwing money at us. So we're like, ah, I don't know how to take this. So I, I kept backing it off. What's your mm-hmm. Venmo? Don't, uh, not yet. We're not there yet. Because nobody, right. nobody's looking at me while we're watching our daughter suffer. Like, hey, you got to pay this bill. So I wasn't, right. I, wasn't I wasn't worried about the finances. Yeah. You don't care. 
And so my brother-in-law went to an accountant that he knew and they set up an account that's for this one. So it's a benefit account. So it's mm-hmm. not taxed to death, but also you can only spend on certain things. You can't like pull money out. You can't make transfers to your personal account. So it's right. meant for what's meant for like right. medications, travel, anything that, that, that will help, um, the process of her getting well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that they set that up and they did the whole GoFundMe. It was a huge, like when I saw it, I was like, that's overwhelming. Well, and, uh, anyways, people care. And so hopefully in the, uh, in the future, as we get on our feet and as we go through all the, the mm-hmm. processes of, uh, disability, cause now she's considered disabled. Um, we get her registered for school and we're in a comfortable position where we're like, okay, we can go back to work. Stephanie's not gonna be able to work for the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to seek these things out and help other people, even if it's just, here's a couple hundred bucks for travel or whatever, like whatever we can afford at that time and, and give to something like that. And right. then there's organizations out there like that. Well, um, now you know how it is and well, you know how it is, but you're going to find out how it is from both sides. You'll know, yes. you know, and, and, and this is a, a very good thing. I I firmly believe in your reaction, among other things, what you're saying about helping people. It's it's got to. You would have helped people before. I know that because I know you. But but to bring it in the foremost in the front, you know, just right there. And there mean, was this pe- is... there was people in New Orleans that contacted us and said, "Hey, we saw your story on Facebook. We have no idea who you are. We're not going to even want to really. We're not going to even ask you what your room number is. Just we're going to drop some food off." Let me know your name. I know your name is Jesse. We're going to drop some food off. Go in there about five minutes. You can go pick it up. And so we How went down about there and we that? have all these sandwiches and canes and all this stuff. And I'm just like, we never were hungry. Like after it was, it was kind of like once she got the liver, we we're starving. Yeah. Right. 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 We were looking yeah. at four or five days of really not eating. Like yeah. that third or fourth day, we human we psyche munched, is we munched, something. We munched on something, but we didn't really like sit down. We're like, let's have a meal. Hmm. So she got the liver. And we're like, okay, family's starting to come in. Family was already there. Um, and everybody was, it's crazy. They tread lightly around us because they're like, we don't want to bother you, but it's not a bother. If I can't answer, I'm not going to answer. But I'll, if I can, I will. But like, what was crazy is like when I would call somebody, like my mom or my dad or my sisters, I have to start off the conversation with, hey, everything's fine. Right, sure. Because when they see that call and they see my name, they're in there, she's in the condition she's in, it freaks them out. They don't want to answer. They don't want to hear it. I bet. And so when they pick it up, or I'll sometimes text them, hey, I'm about to call, but everything's fine. This is about yeah, food, whatever. Or where's my truck? You know, <laughs> like my truck, I left it at Ocean Springs Hospital. I'd, and I was like, oh, dad, you got to get my truck. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? So um, anyways, and you and Lori mm. came to the hospital. Yes. You came to the hospital and yes. got to meet Mia. We did. And I, 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 that was a... a an interesting thing because especially my wife Lori's been so worried and like like we all are but Lori has a big heart mm-hmm. and so uh, we the her nurse because she was there for a checkup uh, and uh, said we'll take you the back way to Mia's room so we didn't expect anything <laughs> like that and and then I saw your mama and and. Uh, We'd known met years ago, but um, and there's Mia sitting up with a book in her hand, and we're like, "Oh my God, this is amazing! This is." But poor little girl, she she looked at us like, "Um, 
who are y'all? <laughs> who are they? Or I thought so-and-so was coming, but they came. Who are they? <laughs> but she was very sweet, and Lori has a good way with children and people, so she, she, she warmed up to Lori. But yeah, yeah, but it was great to see her. And, and like I said, we just... Wow, didn't expect that. We came home with a, a good story. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she was a little, uh, you know, it's now, right now she's on like still kind of quarantine because her white blood count is low, sure. which is kind of on purpose because of all the anti-rejection medicines. But, um, you know, she's, when it's crazy to watch her with those nurses and with, with those people who would bring in like comfort dogs and things like that. Like yeah. she would want to sit there and just have this grown-up conversation with them and these people were like look at those eyelashes and look, look how smart she is and she's an anomaly and here's here's what's crazy too this is a, a funny story i did not know about compounding medication and how expensive it is i don't know what that is so let's say you have a pill okay mm -hmm. and you want to take that pill and make it a liquid form because kids sometimes have heart most most kids have hard time swallowing pills yeah she's five years old yeah. so the price of getting the same medication but in a liquid form was thousands more dollars oh my for God. a liquid form they're like she's a kid we don't know five girls will swallow pills but if she swallowed the pills astronomically lowers the price same dosage everything is just one's pill one's compound i said why it's so expensive he goes that's the way it is i'm, Be like, I'm talking about thousands is, is I'm this talking about five thousand like a supply and demand five thousand extra dollars a month that's insane that's that's a sin that's wrong five thousand extra Five thousand extra dollars a month. That's so wrong. If we had the same medication in liquid form, that's what we're talking about. And so they're like, "We've never seen a five-year-old swallow pills." It's like, "Watch, we're going to try this." And then my wife put some applesauce or pudding or something. She put a tic tac, and then we're going to practice here. We're going to do a, a trick. I want you to show. Them. Let's make this disappear. And she, that was she, a she, smart she, thing for her to she do. She swallowed it. She's like, "All right, well, let's try it with this." And so they gave us. They brought us the pills. Very doubtful. They're like, "We're going to try this," but. I mean, I, I know sometimes I have 21-year-olds who can't take pills. He goes, if this this is going to be an anomaly, like you said, Mr. Hill, mm -hmm. if this happens. And she took every one of those pills. And wow. Now, and she, till this day, still takes those pills, and it's made it a lot cheaper. And it blows my mind. There's something else to pile onto the story. I like, mean, there's like, so like many they, things like, like they this. Did a, so the doctor, he said, man, I need you to send some of the photos. We were watching your Facebook page, watching the response you get. And can you send me some of the photos? of her before, during, and after this procedure. This was a couple of weeks after she got a liver. I was like, sure, you know, anything for y'all. I mean, you'll save her. If y'all need me to wash, shine your shoes, I don't right, care. Like, right. I'm, I'm right here. And uh, so I sent her some photos. Well, I didn't know this, but, you know, he opened up the pediatrics. Like, it was like this big meeting that they have. I don't know if it's once a month or whatever, but they opened it up with a store and they used Mia's. And it climbed up to administration. Oh, and wow. And Chet Landry called me and said, hey, man, uh, we've been watching the story. Let me do something to highlight this blood drive. And so he did, and uh, they did this big story, and then they share that. I guess they have the same; they're in the same network with like this, like this news organization, like WLOX, is in the same news network as this this place in New Orleans. Well, the next day we go to the hospital or we go to the clinics, and all these nurses are like we saw herself, we saw her, and we saw wow. our, our doctor, we saw she's a little celebrity, you know. She was, they were so excited to see that she got attention in their local area. Mm -hmm. But then, if you Google. A, a Mia or Amelia Hill liver transplant, like they had it in Wyoming, in Oregon, in Nebraska. Wow. It's like this one, I got, like I said, I think it's like a, a re, like if they're looking for places to plug different stories, you know, yeah. how sometimes you're like sitting watching WLX and then you'll see a story from Kansas, and it's like yes. an inspirational story. Right. I think it's like one of those things, but she's went all around. 
That's great. And uh, so cool how this little five-year-old impacted so many, not mm-hmm. just me and Stephanie, but like in oh. such a small, tiny package, yeah. she carried a huge punch. Right. You know All what right. I mean? So Yeah. Who knows what the future may bring? I don't know. Like I wouldn't, I couldn't tell you I'd be here. Yeah. In this position, in this thought process. Yeah. Four months ago, I was in a totally different place. Well, Hank, uh, thank you for uh, highlighting what we've been through, and we're really absolutely we're so glad to be home. Everybody at Oshners, everybody in New Orleans feels like family now. So even though we're glad to be home, we do miss them, and we will be seeing them at least once a month for probably the, the rest of Mia's uh, year, and then probably once or twice every year for the rest of her life. Right. So, um, anyways, it's been great to reconnect with you. I'm excited for the next season of the High Note Podcast. I cannot wait to see the guests that we bring on. And um, stay tuned. I plan on doing this uh, weekly podcast. Uh, Editing is going to be a lot faster. So be, <laughs> so instead of doing a bob I feel like we're just going to just pump them out. It'll be there fun. There you go. So Absolutely. So anyways, everybody, thank you all so much for listening. And uh, as always, stay classy. <laughs> this isn't San Diego. <laughs> I just thought of Rockford. <laughs>